All right, we rolling, we recording, <laughs> and we doing this so they can catch us riding dirty. Johnny catch me riding dirty. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Get off your phone and pay Leave attention to the alone. peeps. Hey, y'all, what's up? We're back again with another episode of The BC Show. Oh, I almost said hashtag. Me too, that's why I paused and let you say it. <laughs> Welcome back to The BC Show, a.k.a. Black Sicilians. Let's call it black culture today. Oh, let's call it black culture. Yeah, that's fitting for the Sicilians doesn't start with a C. I don't think it did. I was just saying because Sicilian starts with a C, so I felt like it was in the same family, but it probably isn't. BC, let's not do that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, BC, what's your status? Oh my God. So my status today is more like a message. Okay. Yes, we are in 2018. Yes, things are being done that have never been done before. You know what I'm saying? There's new things coming, popping up. You can do things you didn't think you could do. But what we're not going to do is we're not going to propose to men. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel me? No, I don't. I don't feel like we will ever get to that point in life or in the world or society where proposing to a man as a female is okay. <laughs> I don't know. I may, we'll see in the next 20 or no, 30 years. No, I don't years. care if it's 2058, <laughs> 2038. I don't know. I don't care. I think it's a natural progression if you think about from the 60s with the sexual revolution and people feeling so accepting to have sex with a lot of people and right i'm be, not look i'm not trying to i'm not trying to know. change up any kind of Feminist pro movement. women or anything yeah. like that okay if you want to wear a suit wear a suit if you want to wear a dress wear a dress what i'm saying is i don't give a damn if it's 2058 we are not proposing to men Another thing. <laughs> uh, you can only have one no, status per episode. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. We got a two status. Mm-mm. We got a rent going on here. Let's go. <laughs> so, you know, I'm back on social media, right? Yeah. And a screenshot pops up and it's, oh, it's 2018. She can take me on a date. The fuck? <laughs> I mean, maybe on special occasions if you've been good and it's your birthday. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But come on. like. And yeah, I can act like I'm reaching for my pocketbook. And you can act like you say, oh, babe, no, put that away. Yeah. You know, I got this. Don't insult me. And then you can offer again. Right. And then deny. Then we'll deny it again. So I mean, got it. and you can pay for a meal or two. You got your own bag. He got his own bag. <laughs> but I'm not going to say, hey, I want to take you out on a date. <laughs> We're not doing that. We can, this is a whole conversation because we can get into why you feel And that I don't way. care who disagrees and who agrees. That's what I said. You said what you said, Nene Leaks. Okay. Well, today, my status is a question. Hmm. I am seriously wondering if the penis that Stormy Daniels described of Donald Trump, I'm wondering (laughs) if it's advantageous to him to have a penis shaped like the mushroom because... (laughs) It probably increases his chance of reproductive success because he doesn't seem like a pleasant person to sleep with multiple times. 
So maybe his penis needs to be shaped like that in order to kind of increase right. his chances of impregnating a woman in a few tries. Wow. But I just wonder if it's advantageous to him. Because you know, some mammals have penises that kind of ensure like their penis gets stuck inside the vaginal right. canal in order for the sperm to actually... Like like dogs, right? Yeah, like dogs right. is an example. Some penises actually look like claws where they claw, right, they claw exactly. stick to the vaginal to wall sure so that they, the when they ejaculate. Right. So I'm wondering if Trump needs that. I wonder if it's advantageous to him because his biology wow. knew he was going to be undesirable personality-wise. Right. Personality-wise. And yeah, he's he not seems... attractive at all, even when he was younger. Right. Yeah, I think white guys are cute, so what? I was just deeply disturbed. Because now all I, I can't look gross. at mushroom, mushrooms the same. Oh. I can't look at that Nintendo character the same anymore. Oh. <laughs> and honestly, when I look at Trump, like even the shape of his hairdo and his hair combined looks like a typical penis tip. Oh, so you're saying he looks like a penis. I was just deeply, dis- deeply oh, disturbed. Oh, BC, I'm done with that. That is but gross. But yeah, let's move on from Maybe, that. Maybe, hey, just... wait, let's... Go back. Uh-huh. So I wonder if we can uh, research and find a study that was done and how your genitals are shaped depending on what you look like. Or how your personality or what makes you desirable as a mate. If, right. If your penis is shaped in a way. Right. To... Or if you're lacking physical characteristics <laughs> that are attractive, yeah. is your penis going to be more attractive? Now, <laughs> <laughs> typically, there's a range of penis shapes and sizes, though, that are just normal for humans in general. And right. It's been so far past our evolution when that was important to the point where it probably won't make much of a difference at all. It's probably the same. Some girls but, don't care. They'll fuck anything. Uh, uh, moving on. So- <laughs> uh-uh. You know what? Also, I noticed something strange about Christy Teigen. Is that uh, John Legend's wife? Yeah. I noticed what she reminded me of. So I took a little uh, <laughs> stroll down memory lane and I was watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, my God. And when the vampires transformed their face. Oh! That looks like Chrissy Teigen. Oh my God, it does. Her. I'm not trying to comfort her, but you right. see the creases in her cheeks, right, the pronounced features. It's like what, a vampire. I, I don't. I think she's got surgery and more and more over the years for her to look like that. Ooh, I don't because hers because it bad. is weird. But yeah. then her kids have like that. Like I'm thinking, maybe she had big cheeks before, but she felt like they should be bigger, so she started enhancing. Maybe because it's not a normal face. It's, you can tell it's probably some plastic surgery or some fillers and know. shots being taken into the face. Watch out, John! You in bed with a vampire. <laughs> but all right, you, you want to get into the show? Let's What's get first? Into I, the oh, show. I think we're gonna get into Let's Squint, huh? I'm feeling so good right now. I know you are. You, I think you did a little too much <laughs> of the apple juice. <laughs> You have a little bit too much of the apple juice? I did. I'm going to start talking like a white girl. I'm going to have some of my apple uh, That's how you know I'm drunk. <laughs> like, no. Like, where are we going, you guys? Are we going to this bar? Are we going to... Wait. Are we... You no, sure do. let's not do that. Let's go to the other one. <laughs> Y'all hope women have those stages of drunkenness. Like I said before, I told you, like, my mom before, before she has stages. Right. First, when she's tipsy, she turns into a valley girl. And she starts right. speaking very California white yep. girl. Uh-huh. And then when she gets really towed back, oh, shit. she turns into a Mexican woman oh. or some Latina woman. And she starts speaking Spanish. She starts telling me, galleta la boca, pinta wey. When she gets upset, I'm like, oh, shoot, mom, you need to. Okay, my mom done really turned up tonight. She having fun. but Basically, we're know. like little Kims when we get drunk. <laughs> To sum that shit up. Basically, Lil' Kim is perpetually just told back. 
We'll just take that as an explanation yeah. for her behavior. Well, I hope I don't get my little Kim on tonight. I know. I'm going to slow down. <laughs> but before we get too much off topic, let me try to get into the to the Let's Squint segment real quick. But um, before we get that, let me try to relate this. Um, How can I relate this? Okay, so BC, you know how you always have like that desire to like give ecstasy to an octopus? You know, like is that like a normal thing? <laughs> Was that a good segue? You're weird. BC, you're weird. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. So, well, why an octopus? Let me tell you why. That thing will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you go, but I already know the outcome of this. All right, go uh, ahead. Let me tell y'all why. Let's get into Let's Squint. All right, so recently, on September 20th, there were some researchers from Johns Hopkins and some other institutions. And I probably shouldn't say Johns Hopkins because the head authors aren't even from Johns Hopkins, but they're collaborated with that university. But anyway, on September 20th, some researchers published a study about the effects of methylene dioxymethamphetamine, a.k.a. MDA, a.k.a. ecstasy, on octopus. <laughs> and the, the reason why they decided to do this was because it's well established that there are similarities in social, in social behavior amongst animals, right? Yeah. And octopus uh, tend to have different brain structures than humans, and they also tend to be asocial. And when I mean asocial, I mean... They they don't really socialize with each other, right? So they tend to isolate themselves. Which and you kind of so see that, right? Weird, yes. They kinda, but they also show like different brain connectivity compared to human beings. So we think that they're way different than us, and they they diverged evolutionary from us a long time ago, right? Which they did. You can also see that they have some sense of social intelligence or intelligence in general. Because have you noticed how some octopus can like hide from? Like caretakers and stuff. You you've seen it even on the movies how like octopus are like trying to hide behind crates right. and like they run and stuff or avoid like right. attention. Yeah, so we see there's some complex um, neural network going on there that's pretty interesting. And seeing that you know social behavior has been observed amongst other animals, they decide to see like what made octopus different and if they the mechanisms of their social behavior are controlled by the same mechanisms as humans. And one of these mechanisms involves serotonin. You recognize serotonin? It's yeah. like the happy molecule in yes. your brain that makes you feel euphoric. Yes. And this is where ecstasy comes in because ecstasy, when taken or consumed by humans, um, it stimulates the release of serotonin. Exactly. So you get that euphoric feeling and <laughs> uh-huh. you get really empathetic and you get really social because... Touchy, touchy, like filly, yeah, filly. touchy, touchy, yeah. filly, filly. Sensitive to the touch yeah. and the smell and, and the... But yeah. yeah. So, and so besides ecstasy, naturally in the body when we're engaged in social activity... Um, serotonin is in high amounts. So it seems that serotonin plays a role in social animals. So in order to determine if serotonin played a role in octopus, they decided to use ecstasy as a stimulus for serotonin to see if their behavior would <laughs> That's change. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that is so wrong. So they used a species of octopus called the California two-spot octopus. And they took four males and females and they were put into a beaker full of liquid, not full of, but with amounts of liquid ecstasy. They allowed this ecstasy to be absorbed through the gills of the octopus, and then they put them into a tank and watched their behavior. And now this tank had three compartments, like three rooms. And one room contained <laughs> a male, one room contained an octopus in a cage, one room was empty, and another room 
contained a ball in a cage. And what they found after administering ecstasy to the octopus, the octopus spent more time in the room with the other octopus in a cage. Not just spending more time in that room, but they were actually putting their teeth on the cage and their tentacles all over the cage. Like they were literally interacting more with the octopus. So the ecstasy actually prompted them or induced them to be more social. To each other. With each other, yes. And so, wow. so, so you, you can imagine like they put one octopus in a tank at a time and right. they, like, they watch this octopus and they did this with four male, four female. Right. And in normal conditions, they found that without ecstasy, they, the five male and female octopuses avoided male cages only, which was weird if you think about it. Like, Wait, hmm. the female avoided male cages Yeah, so only? male and female avoid it, tend to avoid um, male cages more when they're not under ecstasy. So they have a like weird prejudice against the male species, octopus, oh, male and female. Male and female. Right. And you can probably think about that because in their environment, probably it's like the male are probably more aggressive or maybe That's females, what I was thinking. Yeah, maybe male, it's like a male ego thing, which is why the right. male is avoiding and the male. And they want to go to the female. Right. And the female wants to avoid the male because the male is probably it's trying, too to, aggressive. trying to screw Right. <laughs> like, no consent, please. So, right. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what they found, that that. Ecstasy prompted more serotonin release or activity and um, caused them to be more social as opposed to their atypical or their social behavior. And they also uh, compared the genes of these of the octopus and the humans and other animals. I said octopuses, octopuses. Octopuses. How do you say that? I don't even know. But they compared the genes between these animals and found that the gene that coded for the receptor for serotonin that causes activity was actually conserved, like it matched an organism. So it's the same gene that it is in humans. And so we see that was wow. conserved throughout evolution. Right. And so that means that it's pretty much important. Now, the significance of this study was that the octopus, because it reacted to ecstasy in that way, in a way that was similar to humans, it can potentially serve as a model organism for other therapeutic drugs that may have to do with treating serotonin conditions, such as depression. Although this was only one experiment and more experiments are going to need to be done in order to conclude whether or not it's a model organism so we can avoid doing rodents and other things for people who have an issue with that. I mean, but if they have an issue with rodents, they should have an, uh, uh, you know. Issue with octopus, but there's something about rodents having bones or something that makes people more sensitive to it. But let's not get into that because we'll probably make some animal lovers upset. That's (laughs) fucked up. See, now I'm mad. Like, so just because they don't have bones and stuff, well, they, I'm pretty sure things, they do have yeah. bones, don't they? Invertebrates. Well, octopus are invertebrates. Okay, so mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that ugh, I'm annoyed. That they. I'm some people drunk. view it that way. I'm not saying that is the way <laughs> people drunk. distinguish them. <laughs> yeah. It's just some people may use that as a distinct they, that they're different. Like, oh, they're not. Oh, that just rodents, is so wrong. Yeah, and so, but also, I'm calling Peter. <laughs> Also, the significance <laughs> is that it just offers just a deeper understanding of how similar we are to other animals that we all respond yeah. biochemically. We the same, get the same it. Thing. We and get so it. We're, we're animals. Connected. Right. And that is a cosmic perspective. It's like, Lisa, you cannot <laughs> take that from him. My dad says no, it, so I can say you it. You cannot say that. Neil deGrasse Tyson says that at the end of his profound moments to some of his speeches. <laughs> Octopussies. I think that's octopuses. how you say it. it's octopuses. It's not octopi, right? It no, might not. be octopi. No, I don't think we, it is. You never know because that's the problem. We don't be <laughs> no, knowing No, I for think real. octopus is from a Greek word, so it would be octopuses probably. But yeah, let's not get into that. Anyway, but yeah, um, other than that, the FDA is cracking, cracking down on pharmaceutical companies 
Apparently, also on September 20th, they released a draft guidance statement, which proposes up to $10,000 per day a fine for pharmaceutical companies that fail to report clinical trials. You know, people tend to worry about whether or not uh, the drug industry is being faulty by hiding the results of drugs and like kind of pushing drugs to sell just because they want to make money. Yes. So they found that this was the case, except for Hmm. uh, more public institutions avoided or failed to report their clinical trial results compared to pharmaceutical companies. So pharmaceutical companies are actually reporting their results at a higher rate compared to people like who are funded by the government or by donations, which is surprising when you think about it, right? Because it goes against our intuition about the greedy corporate pharmaceutical company. And even more so interesting is that 45% in the study they looked at, 45% of the organizations weren't even required to report. And they did anyway. And they did anyway. So I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, so that's people didn't interesting. Know, so like, FDA is up on it, y'all, but it doesn't look like pharmaceutical companies are who we should have been worrying about. Right. But yeah, that's all I have for Let's Quint I this swear. week. It's the least ones you expect. It's the least ones. <laughs> it's always so your up today. <laughs> I'm about to oh man. My chair. All right, let's move on. Like right to like oh, popping topics or something. Popping topics. Yeah. All right. So as far as popping topics, we got a lot of baby making going on. I know. I saw that. So you see Portia Williams is expecting. Yep, I didn't know. Yeah, I saw her talking about something which indicated it was a girl, but maybe she was just speaking generically. Because remember, no. she, I saw in the shade room there was oh, a sure. post. No, you're probably right. I was right. saying on, on the shade room, I saw there was a post I of mean, babies. I mean, girl's name could be that too, right? Maybe. But she did a little boy baby emoji. Or did she? Or did she? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she just because it the could color be a blue. girl. because yeah. there it, was a oh, post. I'm so sick of people having girls. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, what you trying to be like, like Remy, China or Remy's something? Remy's gonna or have a girl. Whatever that country. I know Remy's gonna have Asia. a girl. Yeah, probably. Oh, I'm so annoyed. Yeah, I hope she has a girl. It'll be typical if she has a boy. Surprise us, Remy. Ugh, I'm gonna be so mad. And you know, Bambi and Scrappy just had a baby. They, I didn't she know finally that. dropped. Okay. So that's awesome. And also, you didn't tell me last week at Rihanna's fashion show, that one model was in labor. She wasn't in labor. She was. She had went into labor. Did she go into yes, labor off of that hard walk? And she was, she was in labor. She posts like Which this. Which one? Because it was like two or three pregnant women it's the, in the, the show. the pretty woman. The one that's uh, very- The black chick with the distinctive look? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say something like the she genetic did drop abnormal, too. abnormal. Yeah. What is going on? Like- are these like oops? Are they like planned? I don't know, but I guess they trying to upstage all the fashion shows. Who is that? Jay from America's Next Top Model was saying that Rihanna and her done changed the fashion game by doing this and going into labor. You know, they were just being super extra dramatic. Oh my God, I'm so over it. Back on Okay. But yeah, also I looked at Kenya too. Kenya Moore. Kenya Moore is you know, also rumors, expecting. There were rumors saying that she wasn't really pregnant and oh, people were talking about. Leave Kenya alone. Yeah, they were saying like, I don't see a baby bump. But then once the baby bump started showing, we didn't hear any report that there was a baby bump. Like they just kind of just it's left It's always alone. something like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. let the woman live. Yeah. I'm not too much of a fan, but hey, mm-hmm. I kind of like her. I like her from a distance. Yeah. So Drake is actually filing charges against Layla Lace. Oh, I think I heard about this. That woman who accused him, right? Yeah, she accused him like last year, March, of being pregnant by him. Mm-hmm. 
And then when that didn't work, <laughs> she tried to basically get money from him. Mm-hmm. And when that didn't work, she screamed rape and then tried to get money from him. <laughs> that is so, so sad. Yeah. yeah he's definitely suing. Drake has been in the media too. I think I remember listening to another podcast and they talked about um, his relationship with this little girl, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. I guess he was up under fire. People are being hypercritical of him because he texts her allegedly a lot saying stuff like, hey, miss you. And hey, giving her advice on girls or boys or dating in general. And she's 13 or 14 and he's like 30 something. So people felt uncomfortable with that relationship. She was saying it was like a mentor or a big brother sort of thing. But then people were like, this is kind of predatory. He's not your cousin. He's not your brother. He's not yeah. your uncle. He shouldn't be. I can understand like a mentor thing, but for some reason, it just makes me feel. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. It makes me feel uncomfortable. That's like my cousin, right? Oh, don't even talk about All right, it. Okay. So I got a story. Okay, to tell. yeah. All right. So I have some family that came down here because you guys know my grandma passed away like back in July. So we had some family from back home come here, and basically. There was this guy. It was like he was just really quiet. We're like, wait, is he's got to be one of our cousins too? So we was like, you're our cousin, right? They're like, yeah, that's your cousin. He's like, yeah, I'm your cousin. We're like, what's up, cousin? Mm-hmm. And then from there, I couldn't get him away from me. So it just started getting really creepy, and like you had to remind him, like, bro, like I'm your cousin. So. <laughs> Uh, right so it was just like oh hey cousin can i get a hug and i'm like giving them the side hug but like every five minutes you want to hug that's gross and right so then i'm like just... okay what is going on you know what i'm saying and then it's like okay after that it's like cool okay cousin like i'm calling you cousin like what's mm-hmm. up cuz what's up cousin going places and then like we'll take him with us and then he's just like want to just talk to me and just follow me around. I'm like, this is fucking weird. Like, you kind of got that vibe that right. he was into you. Like, yeah, and it was, I don't like saying it. I don't want to say it yeah, out loud. But so then... You got to speak truth to truth. Right. So then I would go home, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, hey, cousin, I miss you already. What? Yes, And then the like, incest. hey, cousin, what? I'm like, uh-uh, <laughs> we're not doing that. So uh, long story short, guys, I had to block him. <laughs> Oh, that's embarrassing. You know he probably listening to this. He probably not found you. He probably stalks you well, on social cousin, media. Well, look, cousin, this is what it is, bro. You was just getting a little bit too creepy. Yeah. You do know why we have an aversion to doing that, right? Ooh. Incest? Like why we avoid doing that? Probably because we're the same. Yeah, but... You know, people say you, the you babies can't come reproduce out looking weird. Like that. Or yeah. You can reproduce. No, it, it won't work. The blood is too close. Ugh, <laughs> it it, it can up. work. It can work, but that baby will be really messed oh, up. I got spit. <laughs> the I'm reason so why sorry. we I'm avoid that, yeah. It's okay. Go get some. Oh, I'm going to tell them God. why. So, so for those of you who oh. don't know, who are just like uh, incest, it's not just socially wrong. It's just that when you're too closely related, the genetic information that combines, it's too similar in that there's not enough diversity to be for sure a healthy individual is born oh or to increase a chance. Okay, I'm back. Let me simply state that is that if there's a recessive gene that's terrible in your blood or specifically in your DNA, and then you mate with another individual in your family that's closely related, 
then the chances are of the baby to have that recessive gene is really high. It can be born messed up with all kinds of messed up things and all kinds of screwed up and messed up and messed up. Miss right. <laughs> Sticky Bob was in here really disturbed. Like I can't because now I'm thinking he's like, I love you so much. Ugh, that's so gross. So I want to have a little baby with you with all oh kinds my of God! disorders. PC stop. <laughs> I gotta go get the charger. Talk to them. Please get the charger, y'all. I ain't talking to these motherfuckers. I don't even know half of them. Okay? It's like... Well, now that he's gone, I got a secret to tell y'all. I'm pregnant. Hey, BC. Hey. You back. I'm telling them lies about me. Don't let her tell y'all I'm a baby slut. Oh! Yeah, he is. Little Klondike whore. I little build back them. baby bitch. <laughs> Fake dark skin. Uh, fuck you. We're going to have to stop this motherfucking podcast. You know I've been drinking that shit. Hurt my feelings, bruh. Her feelings be really no, hurt when I call her let's, fake no, dark skin. Let's not skin. talk about it on here because you know what I'm doing. But we have to talk about it because our next topic of discussion, you ready to get into BC, thinking I got wild? Wait, I got something to say. Okay, what? I'm dark skinned. I got high cheekbones, I got strong bone structure, I got full lips, and I got a round nose. Mm -hmm. I got a big-ass booty, got titties, got big-ass, thick-ass thighs, and I'm smart. Mm. Okay. I'm a black bitch. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like I'm a black saying. woman. That sounds like a Samoan lady. That sounds like a hold on, and I, hold a, on, some and, Japanese hold woman. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> uh-uh, no. And I got a nice neck. <laughs> a nice neck? And nice shoulders. So with that being said, I'm black. All right, we can let you have that. Let's get into thinking out loud. Hooey. Oh, what's up? All um, right, y'all. So that? last week, uh, if you were listening to the podcast, you want a shot? No, I'm, okay. I've had enough of that. Segway, BC. Before we get into that, hopefully this isn't too long, y'all. But yeah, for those of you who don't know, I'm not a drinker at all, at all. And I bought a bottle of tequila because mm-hmm. it's my favorite drink that I had, um, that okay. I've had so far, mm-hmm. and it's surprisingly strong or potent. And I didn't really know that. I'm not really good with the with the with how much I need to drink in order to like knowing his know. limit, right? And so one night I was here by myself, BC, and I decided, you know what? I'm bored and it's late, and I want to go to sleep. I know sometimes it makes me sleepy, so I'm gonna have some. So I poured me a little wine glass, like not even half. Maybe it was half of a wine glass, which I see now was probably too much. And yes, it was a wine half a wine glass. BC, that was more than half a wine glass. So he's not. Yes, he's not I telling on was. himself like I'm gonna tell. Oh, him. maybe it was. So when I got here last week, it was already it was halfway halfway, halfway full. Mm-hmm. Then when I get here this week, remind you, he says he's been working and so busy all this week. Mm-hmm. When I get here this weekend, <laughs> it's not even half empty. What size is that bottle? This shit is empty. What size is that bottle? Is it like? 500 mils, 450 mils? Uh, 750. Okay. Okay, so it's almost a liter, not e- not even. But but BC, you drank it basically all by yourself and in a matter of like a well, day or I two. I didn't know that 
it didn't require a lot in order to no, feel something. No, I just something. feel like you're a low-key alcoholic. No, so let me tell you you're what happened. Healthy. So I, I took a sip of it. I drank it all in my wine glass, and I felt like, oh, I'm not feeling I it. Can't with you. Oh, fine. I can probably have some more, and then I'll get in the, the relaxing tub and get sleepy. And so I drank you some more. You take a bath Yes, with I it? took a bath with it. Get Would relaxed. you like the candles, too? Oh, I actually did. Yes, I really did. Okay. What, you read a book? Yes, I was. I was listening to an audio book. <laughs> Don't Listen read Listen to me. classical music. No, I wasn't listening to classical music. I had my audio book, though. And so I sat, I sat there in the hot water. Uh, and the sh- I put the shower on as well. So it was steaming hot. creating steam. A steam sauna moment. But as I was sitting there, I felt my eye get numb. My left eye get numb. And then... <laughs> I thought that was strange, and I realized, like, oh, wait, maybe I'm starting to feel the effects of the alcohol. So I was like, okay, good. All of a sudden, I, just, I began to sink into the water, and I'm not understanding why. And so I'm laying on my back, and my head is up on the tub, and I feel like I'm suffocating, and my body is super heavy, and I can't talk or barely breathe. And so I'm like this. And so at this moment, I feel like I'm in a sunken place. I guess this is the alcohol hitting me. No, I'll tell you what that is. And so then... I start hearing a voice, another me come out. It's the it's the drunkest I've probably ever been, but it hit me. Another me came out, and what? I was cursing up a mug. <laughs> now I don't curse because it's really awkward. And I'm not I'm not good at it at all. But for some oh, reason, I was shit. into some really mother effers that night. What? And so, as by I, yourself? yes, I was by myself in the tub. It was dark, <laughs> candle lit, bitch. and so I was like, I was like, what, what motherfucker? <laughs> what, what's going on? <laughs> What, what are you doing? What bitch? Oh, okay. What's so you sit, oh, so you sitting here drunk, huh? Oh, so your mother. Oh, so you trying okay, to you trying to die? That? So you trying to die, huh? You trying to you trying to drown, huh? Okay. And so I just started talking to myself like That's that, so trying sad. to talk myself up, like, oh look, you trying to kill yourself, mother effer. Oh. And so and so and so I couldn't breathe, and I was like, okay. And it was getting super hot, and I was like, all right, mother effer, you need to get up. Okay. And I was like, oh. And then I started talking to myself again, and was like, oh, the neighbors probably hear you talking. They think you possessed by a demon. And then I was like, oh, but if you was a demon, you're going to say that out loud so you can trick yourself into not thinking you're a demon. And so I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Okay, Tom. Then I said, okay, mother effa, don't, don't, don't freak out. Just act normal because you're just over, overestimating because you're drunk. You're not, you're not in your right state of mind. Okay. You're fine. And I was like, okay, what if I overheat? And I was like, okay, okay, mother effa, you need, to, uh, you need to turn on the cold water. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm fine. And I said, no, I'm fine. I was talking to myself like this. BC, this is so sad. Inside your head or out or both? I was outside talking to myself out loud. And then I had the realization it was so hot that I was like, okay, mother effer, you have this alcohol in your brain. It should pass, but it's too hot. What if it actually kills your brain cells? And I said, oh, Uh, motherfucker, I need to get up. I need to come out the water. I need my brain cells. (laughs) And I got out the tub and turned on cold water. And I sat there underneath cold water for like 30 minutes until I started coming up out of it. You drank a lot, though. And then I realized what was going on after I calmed down. I was like, what? What, what just happened? Yeah, that uh, was really bad. Okay, so I'm about to diagnose that bitch. So, <laughs> okay. Please don't diagnose me. I'm about me. to diagnose that bitch. So what happened was, at first you had a stroke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then you came out of that stroke with an epiphany. <laughs> then you tapped into the real Tyrone. Not the Tyrone, but the Tyrone. Okay. <laughs> then you start cussing yourself out because you know you ain't shit internally. Okay. And then after that, you had another epiphany. Like, oh shit, I am somebody and I got a brain and it got brain cells and I need those because that's how I survive. And then after that, you came back out of it and then you was good. I'm mad you just sit up here and diagnose me. I'm not supposed to be the first one you diagnose. Diagnose that bitch. <sighs>
We see that. All right, we you. <laughs> motherfucker and motherfucker. Yeah, bitch. I was all kinds of mother effers in there, and it was sounded weird too. But I was saying it. I ain't gonna say it here because I sound awkward. But <sighs> let's get back into the show. Sorry, y'all. We took a tangent. We took hella tangents, yeah. but that's okay. No, it's fine. But okay, so let's get into thinking out loud. Cue it. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm not in a studio. Now you got me peeking and shit on this thing. Why you do that? I forgot I'm not in a studio I'm, for some I'm, reason when I said cue it. Cue it. I, that's a music was gonna play in my headphones. Like cue it. You put Stick your hands up like this. Stick it out loud. Look me in my eyes. Tell me that you want me. Hey. Tell me that you do anything, anything for me. I can tell by the look in your face. Hot wheels got what it takes. You like the way my body grinds and shakes. You mesmerize by my thighs and waist. I get it popping any time or place. I got it going on while you trying to hate. Thinking out loud. <laughs> okay, BC, we need to get, we need to reel it. Okay, you right, you right. And we're really about to talk about a serious conversation. That doesn't need to be necessarily be serious. But we need to have this conversation right. because it's interesting. I'm about to make some people mad. Me too. Okay, let's get it to a real black woman's butt. <laughs> All right. So last week before we left, uh, we introduced an argument or a statement that was going to be discussed this week. And here we are. Now, the argument is <laughs> that black culture is the main reason disparities exist in black the black community in America. <coughs> Sorry, that spray is really it's affecting us. <coughs> but it's okay. Yes. So, again, stated again, black culture is the main reason disparities exist in America in regards to black people and not racism. We're now, what I just said is not my argument. It's not what I believe. This is just an argument that we're going to be evaluating to see whether or not it's true, how likely it is to be true, how likely it is to be false. Now, to help us in this conversation, I looked up an, argu- an argument or an article by a guy named Coleman Hughes um, titled Black American Culture and the Racial Wealth Gap. And in this argument, he evaluates the wealth gap and he mentions some aspects of black culture that may be associated with this gap. Now, of course, we're talking about wealth because wealth or poverty has been associated with things like high crime rate, bad decision, low education and other things associated with disparities that black people face when compared to white people, if that makes sense. So before we get off into the main conversation, let's actually first discuss what are some aspects of black culture that comes to mind when I say black culture. Hip-hop. Yeah, let's say hip-hop. I think soul food, like fried chicken, dressing. Um, Hairline. Hairlines. Oh, hair. Oh, <laughs> hair. Hair is a big aspect of our culture. Wait, does people even know what culture is first? You have to find that what they we're talking people about. People know what culture okay. is. Okay. Okay. So I don't have to talk about that anymore. All right. Let's say um, we say hip hop, soul, soul music, R&B. Yeah. All that. Our expression, the way we express like our hand gestures, yes. our phrases, our neck rolls, uh-huh. women's neck rolls specifically. The way we walk. People, the way we walk. Whether it's a limp or a switch. It's true. You can't help that switch yeah. though. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you also so can't help swag, which I got. Oh. <laughs> Swagalicious. Boy, Wait, bye. Is that what people say? <laughs> uh, 
Let's see. Just what everything, it? just our everyday of life, how we do things, why we do things. Yeah, I think, yeah. Definitely so, a difference. Yeah, there's a difference, a yeah, for of, sure. Yeah, in a lot of areas. Yeah, so there are differences in black culture when compared to other cultures. So, oh, thugs. Did you say okay, that already? Yeah, thugs. So thugs are a part of black culture. Let's see. Um, oh, what else? Um, oh, ah, uh, duh. Some other like things that could be yeah. considered negative. Gangs, blood, crips, yeah, gangs. That's arguably part of black culture. In this art article, Coleman Hughes mentions a potential negative part of black culture that may be um, responsible for contributing to the wealth gap. And in fact, in the article, he states that some people interpreted evidence to show that 20% of the total racial wealth gap was due to our spending habits. So 20%, that's large percentage relatively. And as far as spending goes, in this article, he mentions that a leading market research firm found that in 2017, compared to white women, black women were 14% more likely to own luxury vehicles and 16% more likely to purchase costume jewelry, and 9% more likely to purchase fine jewelry. Hmm. Let me continue real quick before we talk about this. Okay. I just a, said. Similar, a similar report from 2013 <laughs> found that while only 62% of Americans owned a smartphone back in 2013, 71% of blacks owned one. So they were ahead of the game, but that can also be explained by the like the numbers bias or something because black right. people are the minority so maybe the percentages can appear higher, higher when compared to other groups especially the whole population of America but also an economist at the University of Chicago and the University of Pennsylvania found that blacks with comparable incomes to whites so blacks with similar incomes to whites spent 17% less on education and 32% more on extra Visible goods such as cars, jewelry, clothes. Huh. So those are just some ev- some data, a snapshot. Now, of course, there's different ways to interpret this data, and there's different ways that the data could be collected that determines how true it is. So we just need to keep in mind that it may not be an absolute, but just say it's an estimate or just a snapshot during that time or during that study. Right. So what do you think about that as far as spending goes? Let's go back to this other one. It says, 2000 report found that compared to white women, black women were 14% more likely to own luxury vehicles and 16% more likely to purchase costumes, jewelry, and other fine stuff. So, hmm. No, they said costume jewelry. Y'all, oh, costume y'all know jewelry, we yeah. don't be buying no costume jewelry. <coughs> we be trying to get iced out. Yeah, they don't know. Ice they ain't a out. part of the culture. Ice me out. You think so? The claim that we're talking about black culture contributes to disparities and as far as spending goes, you think Spending habits contributes to that narrative? Yes. Hmm. Uh, we have bad spending habits. Right. Why do you think that is, though? Uh, we don't know money. Hmm. We think, don't know yeah. credit. We don't know money. It's, it's, yeah, it's actually, become, we're becoming. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think that's part of it, too. I think part of it, too, is that when you are poor or when you grow up with less, you get a little bit of money. I'm thinking, what I'm noticing is that you tend to want to explore and get the stuff that you desired yeah. for the when most. When you were younger, you can get. Yeah, like or especially or especially if you were still young. Jewelry. Yeah, sorry. And especially if you're still young and you notice that you get a little, you come into a lot of money, you want to go and buy those Jordans and the jewelry right then and there to, right. to, 
get the stuff that you desire that you see other people have. You want to shine because it's you part shine. of the culture. You don't really think long term as far as that. So I guess that is a part of the culture that could be negative, which we are aware of. I mean, it's of, a positive dude. and it could be a negative. Yeah. Now, as far as how much that contributes to that argument, as far as its validity, I'm not sure. But I would say that's a small part. Yeah, our spending. Our spending, yeah. We could we could spend less on things that we need <coughs> mm-hmm. for the shine. Right. <coughs> Ooh, really y'all be talking back, y'all, with this marijuana. Yeah, right. We sit here choking on some Febreze because she sprayed too much, being extra. <coughs> Dang, we are really sitting here choking. Okay. Now, to continue, the idea is that with this statement that black culture is responsible for disparities is that racial discrimination or racism isn't a major role. Now let's get into this conversation. (laughs) So first of all, let me, first of all, let's back up and read some of the statistics that are disparaging. Which again, we're minority in America. So the numbers will appear higher in some cases, right? In some cases, yes, it's possible. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, the first one in its article, or one of the recent ones, or the earlier statistics he mentions in his article, was that according to the U.S. Census Bureau, white people earn just 65% more income than its black counterpart. So that means for a black family that makes 30000 a year, a white family would make 49500 a year. So they make more. Mm. Uh, the net worth, a white people's worth, net worth, excuse me, is about 10 times higher than blacks. So that means whatever the your black person's net worth is, multiply it by 10 and you'll get... That's theirs. That's a yeah. lot, bro. Then they also, he also states that white whites are three times more likely to inherit money from their families. Now, those are just the wealth gap. That's a snapshot of the wealth gap that exists within, <laughs> with, between whites and blacks. And these arguments, as he says in the article that he wrote, are one of the are some of the arguments that are pretty much displayed when you're talking about racism being that racism causes these gaps, right? Mm-hmm. However, he mentions some counter arguments to the racism argument being responsible for that. And I'm just going to go through briefly okay. what these, and then we can talk about it. Okay. <clears throat> so the argument that slavery plays a big part in these disparities, the counter argument that he mentions is that slavery is hardly the root cause of America's prosperity. If it were, then we would expect American states that practice slavery to be richer than those that did not. Yet we see precisely the opposite. That argument is weird to me because... It's not a good one, but... Well, yeah, because it's... What is it that's getting me? So I guess slavery was supposed to make America rich, but that is... I think he's like, thinking that we we perceive sl- slave states to be rich because rich, of slavery. Right, right. Like, well, it wasn't that bad because right. Because I don't think that's America's not even rich. That's just not. Yeah, a it's good weird. Argument, I don't think yeah. it's really associated with what I'm thinking about slavery as far as how it impacts the black community. I don't think that slavery would have made America richer, or the states that had slaves would have been. I mean, it wealthier. did make America. Well, rich, yeah, it but did. <clears throat> It's not like we know. It's not like we don't know all the bad things that could have gone wrong with 
the America's money. Yeah, that so could that's not a good that. argument. Yeah, I don't but, think so. Yeah, yeah. Then it says, "Oh, here's a good one." They like the so an argument that we tend to express as well is that during slavery or after World War II and the Jim Crow era or Civil Rights era, um, the government favored whites as far as policy making and uh, financial benefits as far as home mortgage loan, which did happen. Like, and that's argument were, number two. Yeah, so this is just one another argument that he made. Not necessarily number two, but this is an argument that he made. Well, it's an argument that he mentions that's made often. Okay. Is that whites benefited from the government as far as right, policies so and mortgage loans. And so the government favored whites over blacks, mm-hmm. which is probably right. contributes to why right. we're so behind like today. they have property that's passed on. Right. And like, yeah. Okay. So which contributes to why we are right. behind today or yes. some of the disparities was contributed, which does, which could be argued that it does. Right. Now, a counter-argument to that was that during 1939 and 1960, so after the Civil Rights era or after World War II, and during the Civil Rights era, the uh, median income for whites tripled in that time and that the median income for black men more than quintupled. So it increased five times versus three times compared to whites. So he's saying that during that time, black men wealth increased more at a higher rate than white men right but we even still though weren't they making, still weren't making more because right it was that it was uh, the actual numbers that he mentions were that uh white men went from one thousand one hundred and twelve dollars to five thousand one hundred and thirty seven and versus black men went from four hundred and sixty dollars to three thousand right. so you're still ahead but the of the jump, curve but the jump was higher for black men but we're still not making as much right right <laughs> I get it. So, but he's saying this because he's saying that there, as a counter argument, well, not he's saying, but you know, he's mentioning right. this he's argument. He's mentioning it as, as some of the arguments yeah. people can't come up with. What he's yeah. mentioning is that the idea that they benefited more from the government could be considered false or wrong because blacks actually did increase during that time and actually increased by a higher rate. And I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that was going on contributing to that that I'm unaware of. I just think that's pretty interesting. It's like, hmm. Um, and then also he makes the he mentions the argument about immigrant groups in America. Right. Now let me read these. So he mentions in his article that immigrant groups succeeded in the face of racist hostility and without help from the government. Some of these people were Japanese people who were forbidden to own land in nineteen thirteen and nineteen fifty. And they were also in internment camps. So they were a group that faced racist hostility and discrimination. However, they're succeeding in their their fine in America today, um, along with other Asians who are on track to be considered wealthier than whites eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentions uh, people of Caribbean ancestry. There was a study or a survey done in Boston comparing blacks, Americans to Caribbean blacks. And they found that the Caribbean blacks had $12,000 more of wealth compared to American blacks who had $8 of wealth. And this was despite having uh, the, the black Caribbeans and black Americans having similar college education or graduation and slightly higher incomes. <laughs> What's the caveat? The caveat? <laughs> what? Wait, wait, let me finish reading these. He also, wait. of course, he also mentions Jewish people who were... Um, of course, discriminated against 
and went through the Holocaust and stuff like that, racial hostility, and they're still doing well and, and actually doing very well compared to Protestant people who aren't Jewish and white. And now this is an argument. He concludes saying, like, if wealth differences were largely explained by America's history of favoring certain groups over others, then it would be hard to explain why people like Asian Americans would, who were never favored, are on track to become wealthier than whites. Now, my initial thoughts to that that argument is that when I think of racial discrimination, I thought of it of black Americans having a unique racial experience because of the way we looked and because of our culture and even because of our actions throughout the civil rights movement, maybe some weird animosity or something versus Caribbean blacks who probably weren't involved during that. And also they, they do, some of them do look different than us, have different, different features. Um, Also Japanese, Jewish um, people, they tend to have, you know, hypopigmented skin, not as much melanin as us, uh, finer hair, there's physical differences. And I felt like discrimination or racial discrimination during that time and still now is, has a lot to do with our physical characteristics and our culture. So it seems weird to compare. Right. It, it does. Um, I would just want to know the same. I would want to know how long they were enslaved. Mm -hmm. Um, I would want to know if, the Caribbeans had like Jim Crow laws. Mm-hmm. I would want to know more. Yeah, I think that's actually a good case too, because I think compare. there was very specific discrimination against Black people with Jim Crow laws, and even the Italians. They like to say that the Italians too were not liked at one point, but then I don't think you can easily distinguish between Italians and people who were in control. The whites that were in control during that day, I think right. it's easier for them to blend. And it's also easier for them to be accepted because they look similar right. to the whites that were discriminating. Curly hair. Right. So do you think... <clears throat> Speaking that that's the case, is black culture the main reason why disparities exist? Mm. Is it the main reason? I think the main reason is the important word because... Um, yeah, in that case... Because I don't think there's a way to really quantify... I mean, it's not like it's our fault that there's such a huge difference between cultures. It's yeah. not it's not our fault, but it could be the reason because of our history. Right. So I think too, I think that's a weird thing to step back is that I think those people who say that we're not paying too much attention or enough attention to black culture. I think they don't realize that we are aware of shortcomings in the black community right. that affect us that that we can do. But right. I think a lot of us are. And a lot of us, even as kids, participated in programs like youth gang alternative programs that were aimed specifically towards helping make black Americans better. Make black Americans great again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but as far Shout as... Shout out to D.A.R.E. <laughs> but as far as white racism goes, I think that's specific for white people who we're not in control of their actions. So, of course, we will focus more on racial stuff because that's what they can do. That's their part. But, of course, conversations are being had and maybe should be had more in our communities about what we can do as well. But I don't think that that's the black culture is the main reason. No, it's not the main reason. Black culture is black. Well, 
black culture is not the main reason why there's like a huge difference because other things go into play on what even makes up black culture. Right. So, yes. Also, we tend to think that black culture is isolated and separate from other things. So it's not like it's our fault. Right. Yeah, because also the implications is that if black culture is to blame, it's like, so what's unique about black culture and black people that makes their culture bad? Like, why did another group's culture become bad? Is it a genetic right. or biological reason? Which doesn't make sense because but, you know, there's no it's, basis it's, for we that. We always focus on the bad, and I get that, but it's like a lot of great, great, great things make up black culture. Right, right. That's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Like, so as far as the negative outcome with finances and like owning property and um, education. Ed- yeah, education, the educational gap, like, with all that, that's just focusing on the negative because we have made a lot of things turn into positives, mm-hmm. but we just haven't had our foot in the door first. So it's still becoming. We're still our culture is still becoming yeah. into greatness. And I think we tend to oversimplify it a little bit as well because the communities that a lot of Black Americans, a lot of us grow in, are under a lot of stress, especially how it affects us mentally. If you think about people who are in high gang areas and high shooting areas and the amount of trauma they undergo they undergo, and how that affects their mentality and their ability to make good decisions, their ability to motivate themselves, their ability to, to have some sort of hope. Like your mind and mental state plays a lot in that. It's not necessarily the culture. Right. It's just like unquote, you know to stay away from a white person. It's just, I just think that, <laughs> wait, what did you just say? <laughs> I just, I'm just laying. I'm just <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. Right, like, just like, you know, to stay away from this. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I just think that some of the things that contribute to the negative things in our culture are things that would be, that would impact any human being, regardless right. of culture. And what right. I mean, for example, I think that if you take an Italian family and put them in the environments and the pressure that Black Americans are under in some some neighborhoods, right. I think that you will see the same trends. And we do. We do see right, white but folks. There's are... not a there has to be a drastic difference. So if we were the ones putting them under like reversing the tables mm. on them, mm. you know what I'm saying? It can't just be like another person that like looks the same as them, just like a different culture, mm. but they look the same mm. putting them into that type of scenario. Yeah. So because at that point you 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 can look at that person and see like oh they're like me in a sense. In our case, we were being looked at as if like we're not even human. So that's where it gets even worse and worse. But that's I, I don't want to go into right. That There's it's lose. so it goes so I think it, it, go, it's it does deeper go deeper than, than it's deeper just than black culture. culture. Right. It's it's our physical appearance. Right. Oh right. So, yeah. It just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and I think our culture and aspects of our culture is a response to racial, racial hostility and, you know, slavery and poverty and low education. I think those are, our, some of aspects of our culture is a response to that, such as thugs and gangs mm-hmm. and even drugs too, if you yeah, want to think about it. Yeah, it's all that. It's, it's drugs, like it's a response gangs, to our violence, environment. That, yeah. It's not necessarily unique. Like you can have a, you can easily have a, a gang that is a positive gang, mm-hmm. but if there's no nothing positive mm-hmm. around you, yeah, then mm-hmm. the outcome of that gang is going to be negative. 
And also, but, I just had a weird thought, too. When we say, so when we separate racism and culture, so, for example, the state that racism doesn't play a part on black people's struggle life, you know, and say that it's their culture. And then you say things, see things like if you go back in history and you hear stories about police brutality and them not protecting our communities. And so us having to invent a group of people such as gangs to protect ourselves from the police. So now gangs were created as a response to some racist BS that was going on. Right. And so now those gangs eventually became what it is today. And so it seems like it's not separate from racism. It's not separate from white culture or right. American culture as a whole. I think it influences black culture. Right. And so I don't think it should be looked at as something separate. I think that's also what we need to consider too when we're when we're thinking about it. You, yeah. you follow? Did that yeah. make sense? That makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's just a lot that. It's just a lot. It's that so goes complicated, into it. yeah. And if you even want to talk about talk about education or poverty in general, there was a study that I read a while ago. It's just one paper, just a study, and they found that um, the more impoverished you are, the poorer you are, the more likely you were to make bad decisions. Hmm. And that could be a correlated. It could be that because you're poor your brain somehow makes you prone to make I mean, bad decisions, or it could be that you make bad decisions which made you poor. Right. <laughs> but and what do you think in our culture, what do you think it is? Do you think mm -hmm. us being poor um, like made us make bad decisions, or do you think we made bad decisions so I think there's poor? I think there's a bit of both, but there is evidence to, to suggest that the more strained your brain is, the less likely it is to perform optimally. Like to make like, good decisions or to think correctly, right. and either even when your brain is low on sugar, if you go to the basics, like you're low on glucose, you're not able to think at in a higher order, in order to like accomplish complex tasks. So people who are maybe poor or, or malnutrition, you got to think that contributes to their brain cognition as well, which right. could contribute to them continuing to make bad decisions. But then you go like, why are they poor? And it could be. Because of a family made probably made bad decisions, or it could be right. they were forced that way because that was the situation they were in during Jim Crow, and it continued to perpetuate. I just feel like in our culture, it's more of we were in poverty, so then we make bad decisions. It wasn't our bad decisions mm -hmm. that got us there. Right. So that's what that they were saying. So at one point, like the Italians, the Jews, the Japanese, or any Asian group, they were also poor in America, but they're somehow just thriving. And so are we. It's, yes. <laughs> wait, I mean, I'm just saying, how come y'all no. bitches ain't on okay, fucking me, Mars let, yet? Let me see. Let me see. Because you know, we done came wait, and we done. <laughs> you gonna let, let me, me restate, loose. Let me restate. You see, that. let me loose. <laughs> let me restate that they're thriving financially. So it's like, what is the difference between those groups and black Americans? And I think I can argue is that it's a, a, a combination of our physical characteristics and our culture, I think there was a unique yeah. discrimination against black against, folks yeah, when the compared way we to look. them. We weren't able to really blend as easily. Like we stick out like yeah. a sore thumb. But yeah, because the skin color alone, the hair texture, the yeah. the statures of us, right. like we're built differently, mm -hmm. like everything. We are definitely different when it comes to like yeah, so that could, physical characteristics. So that could be a possibility be why these some, other racial groups. Right. Right. So it's not as easy. Yeah. It's just like when people see that skin color, mm -hmm. it's automatically 
just negative, nasty, dirty, ugly. You know what I'm saying? It has negative connotations. So, or stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it has negative connotations attached to it. So the racial biases are unique and drastic. It's more drastic, not. It's not just think. based off of the culture. Yeah, it's, it's also physical appearance. It's a combination of things like that. It's a. It's a. It's like a formula, pretty much. If you have that, boop 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 boop. Right. So basically. As far as our culture being a main point, I don't think it's right or accurate to focus purely on black culture and to say that we shouldn't focus on any other, which I'm not saying that the argument is saying that, but I think some people might just dispel racism and racial bias and economics in general and just say, well, black people, fix yourselves. And there's not right. nothing to do if you're not black to fix, help, help y'all right. out. Because there's some things outside of ourselves that we can't control. Like we can't necessarily control when a police has racial bias, a police officer has racial bias, right, and over polices those if a judge over um, persecutes right. us during court, right, we don't have control over whether or not um, a non-black person is looking at a resume or a black person looking at a resume and see a black name and cast judgment on that. Name, yeah. yeah, we can't control that. So of course, I think those conversations are still needed, and we should be aware of that, regardless. But I don't think it's just. I don't think it's right to really focus purely on black culture as being the main right culprit but i think it was interesting that's mm. interesting oh man so that ends the show yeah so that was it for Good thinking talk. out loud segment if you guys um have any conversations or any comments to add to the conversation or any questions or anything to bring to our attention please let us know in the comment section on soundcloud or on our facebook page the bc show everywhere or on our instagram let us know what you're thinking if you feel like commenting. Um, we'll, we'll be returning to you again next week as usual. No, we're not because I'm going out of town. Oh, Get are you? Dick. Uh, uh, uh. Fine, I'm getting some punani. <laughs> Don't fucking say punani. I'm going to go get some punani. He about to get some octopusy. <laughs> With some ecstasy in it. Oh, yeah. That's necessary, it's right? It's going to be quivering. Euphoria. All right. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all later. Bye, y'all. Bye.